and it's the dive again, where we're going to dive into Anzac Round, special Anzac episode. Hello, Mr. Smith, how are you? I'm great, Trent. How are you, buddy? I'm doing very well. And welcome to our listeners again. Hello, listeners. Thank you, listeners. How are you? Hope you're well. We are going to do an Anzac preview here, so funny old round. It is. Um, Long round. Long, long Long round. round. Still going. Still going. Great for football. Um, supporters and fans Supporters and fans So we're going to put this episode up So it is Monday uh, the 23rd We're going to put this episode up this evening um, So you'll get that as soon as possible And you'll have all of um, Tuesday during the day To listen to the episode It's a funny old round So we're going to split um, a couple of sort of the previews I know we talked about the Anzac round a little bit um, You know, sort of the back end of it In terms of Melbourne and Richmond And, and Collingwood and Essendon in one of the last ones But we're going to go into a bit deeper now Now we know the teams and know, know the what's teams Because it was... More than a week out last week. Um, it's tough, yeah. So it's pretty tough to, to really get a gauge on it. So we'll go into that. Um, and funnily enough, this will probably be our shortest episode that we ever do. Surely. If we've only got two teams to cover, uh, four teams to cover, but two games. Games, yeah, so we'll see. Let, let's roll straight into it. So we've got Melbourne and Richmond tomorrow night. Uh, so tomorrow being Tuesday the 24th. Uh, at uh, 7.25 at the G. So, so correct me if I'm wrong now, this has become a, a locked-in schedule now, these two teams, before Anzac? Uh, so my, yeah, my understanding is it's locked in. Um, yeah. I, I mean, look, it's not... Yeah, I mean, it's not as locked in as, you know, the, the next day, but it's no. pretty... Or dream time or something like that, but it's pretty locked in. Um, I mean, Melbourne were pretty keen for another major Marquee part of the fixture, yep. which they've got, you know, Queen's birthday, but they don't really get as many numbers on Queen's birthday because most Melbourne supporters are up at the snow in their mansions. So they wanted a, another sort of day where they could get a couple of the uh, Richies that are in town. Nice. Um, and then and then Richmond um, drink their Johnny yeah, Blues. Absolutely. Then, uh, what are you talking about? We'll get back to we'll the Johnny to the Blues boy. in, the, in then, one uh, of the other episodes. But, um, Richmond, have got they wanted another marquee. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. So just while you touch base on cliches, um, please don't get offended by our comments on this podcast. They are cliches and don't... Who was offended? Oh, there was a tweet. Someone oh, got offended. The about. old mate about the Q clash. Yeah. Well, so. we can let's go. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about that in the next episode when we get to we that game. But yeah, just uh, yeah. take a bit tongue in cheek. It's a bit Aussie larrikinism here. We uh, oh, the, pe- the people are pleased. A bit think, of stereotyping goes a long way on That's a podcast. It. Yeah. All right, let's get into this game though. So Mel- Melbourne Richmond. Um, so if you haven't seen the teams, so this game there's actually quite a lot to discuss. So we might go a little bit longer with this game because just because there's so many ins and outs. So for Melbourne, uh, Dom Tyson comes in, so that's good to see. Uh, Wiedemann comes in as well. Uh, we've got Billy Stretch and Jaden Hunt. Uh, so quite a lot of changes on the Melbourne side. So Sam Frost was omitted. Bug was uh, controversially omitted today. I look, uh, he didn't have a great game, but it wasn't like he had a horrible game. So I, I wonder yeah, I whether... I say, a bit of continuity would have gone a long way to keeping him. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I wonder whether the coaches just thought, look, he needs a, a sit out, and yeah, bit maybe. Of a, maybe they thought he, you know, a bit of old style sort of, you know, you, if you're not going to play our way, then maybe he's making a statement. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Bailey Fritch, I think that's how you pronounce it, or Frisk, I'm not sure. And then we've got Jordan. Don't even know who that is. And then Jordan Lewis. So who Jordan Lewis broke his hands. hands. Yeah. So, uh, and then on the Richmond side, we've got old mate Nathan Tits Broad in. Um, we've got Sam Lloyd, and then we've got Jack Higgins as well. So. Hardwick's a little bit off the hook there with uh, Higgins come back in. So if you didn't hear last week, um, uh, Hardwick's son apparently really got into him for dropping Higgins. So apparently, you know, at least the, the Hardwick household with Mrs. Hardwick and everyone we keep hearing wow. about will be slightly happier with Higgins that, in. Yeah. 
they're probably and, not so happy with the um, forced outs, oh, though. And then, well, that's um, a couple so of key players that are key, missing from Richmond tomorrow. Correct. So the biggest issues, yeah, of this game probably is caddy out. But I mean, look, yeah, I mean, he we got to, you got to get him right before really bringing him back in. Uh, Graham was suspended, which we will definitely get into at some stage through one of these episodes. Um, and then Vlosten is um, out too. Oh, actually, which is a big loss. Big he, loss. Yeah. He's he's one of those he's just unheralded. Yeah, barometer. just one of those unheralded yeah. players at Richmond. There seems to be twenty of them. There's only sort of two or three that seem to be really standout names, and the rest of them just go about their business. And that's why they're the reigning premiers and probably the team to beat again this year. Yeah, that's it. So. In terms of this game, I mean, I think the outs for Richmond are a little bit worse. But yeah, absolutely. How much worse they are, I don't think they're, they're not terrible, but yeah, I think the outs are slightly worse. So uh, Melbourne, you know, might be a little bit more cooked than Richmond. Richmond are going to come in with a slightly longer break. They played last week on the Saturday, whereas Melbourne played on the Sunday. Don't think it's going to have a massive effect, though. Melbourne are going to to have to respond. Yeah, I was going to say, to be honest, Melbourne didn't really play that well. Well, didn't play for the second half. A couple of quarters. Yeah, a couple of quarters there, though. If that. And then they (laughs) stepped away. So, look, yeah, Melbourne obviously um, need to step up tomorrow in a big way if they're to um, continue to have some faith in their ability to at least play finals. But... um, yeah, hopefully the whole week was soul searching because they, mm. they they were they were pretty um, listless um, last week. I wouldn't say that Hawthorne um, were extremely much that much better. Yeah. Uh, I think Melbourne were just really really off uh, on that day on that day. And Richmond just they just keep doing what they need to do. And uh, I can't I, I without going into the game too much and we will but I can't see Melbourne getting close to Richmond tomorrow look I'll be tipping Richmond and we'll get into that in a minute but I think in terms of Melbourne we'll start with them and then we'll talk Richmond and then a bit overall I mean for me with Melbourne I mean they have to bring the pressure and I'm sick of hearing Viney out you know blah 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 I don't, I don't want to hear it anymore like no. they've got enough depth to, to be able to take it to most teams well that's what I, I would have thought that's what I think so as well um, is is, there, is it time to actually put Petra in the middle for really long, like 80% of the game, just to see if he can bring that well, pressure. We know he can, um, mm. but whether you can do it in the midfield for a long spurt or is it um, a long-term sort of project with him just to get his fitness? I, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not in the inner sanctum, but it would be good as a non-Melbourne or non-Richmond supporter to actually see a, a young gun like him spending more time in the midfield bef- while they've got um, their leader out. Well, it's an interesting point. I mean, with Caddy um, out as well, he kind of runs a little bit through the middle, but he, you know, he's been playing a lot of forward for Richmond. It'll be really interesting to see what they do with Petrarca and how they play him because he is such a capable person. Keeping with Melbourne for a second as well, I wanted to talk about with you... Um, so Nathan Jones in the last week, which we will we will get into in the review. So Nathan Jones, you know, there was that whole thing we spoke about last week with um, with Hawthorne, and we'll get kind of into the more specifics with um, Tom Mitchell with Hawthorne. But so last week Jones, you know, took out Tom Mitchell, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Mitchell still got twenty five and was influential to a degree. The question is, do Melbourne keep running the gauntlet with that? 
do they use Jones to tag a Martin or a Cochin? Not Martin. He can't run with Martin. Does Martin play forward is the question too. He Possibly. Was, he dominated Brisbane last week. Yeah, look, that's it. I mean, that's the thing with this Richmond team now. They've got the flexibility Diversity, to swing yeah. with Presti in the team and, and um, yeah, Cochin, obviously. You've got some other young guys running through that midfield. Oh, look, if I was Melbourne, yeah, absolutely. Because to a degree, um, the Nathan Jones thing worked. So uh, if you're going to tag someone, I would say Cochin because they're a bit more like for like. But if it's not having an effect, let it be and let Nathan Jones do what he does really well, which is get into the contest and be that extractor for them because they haven't got Lewis who can be in there for him yeah. to help out a little bit. And obviously Viney's still out. Um, I just think... Yeah, play to their strengths uh, for whatever reason. Um, it didn't work for them in the result last week. But no. You could see why they went about why they did. Well, you um, see why they did it. But, I mean, the, the hard t- I get the hard tag on Mitchell. But at the same time, the team have got to help. I, I mean, this, got- this is the thing I was talking about. Like, the reason I said um, in last week's episode around this game was that, yes, I, so personally, I didn't feel it worked. But it, it wasn't so much Jones's fault. It didn't no. work through the game because the team weren't helping. Like I, I want to see, I want to see a lot of one percenters from a lot of these, you know, Melbourne mids to assist Jones to holding back some of these players. Like, and when you've got a Max Gorn as your ruckman, um, who's going to win? He, he needs to lift. Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not getting the bat out or anything like that. But it, I actually personally think he needs to lift. Do He's you... been good, but I think Grundy's got him covered. Um, I oh, think yeah, that's got him covered as well. Absolutely, and, and um, a couple others, I think. He's, he's definitely not what he was a couple of years ago. Mm. So whether that's uh, an aspect of him losing some girth um, f- to become a little bit more mobile. <laughs> agile, yeah. Agile. Who knows? But look, he's still a very he's still one of the premier ruckmen in the comp, and he's going up against um, another very good ruckman. But I think if he can have some players at his feet that he can tap to, um, I think that'll go a long way to at least being competitive. I, again, I can't I can't see them getting over the top of Richmond, but they've got to show some competitive spirit. And look, if history has anything to go by, every team that's been under the pump in the last couple of weeks has come back the following week to, to show some type of spirit. So hopefully they do that at the very least. Yeah, and that's what we need to see. I mean, so my, my bet is they won't play Jones in anywhere near the similar role they did last time. Um, you know, they got smashed in clearances nearly by 20 in the last Yeah, match, I think so. they need him for that. To well, get it out. And they've got enough. They, they need him to be on ball rather than a hard tag, yeah. especially in a game like this with Richmond's midfield. I mean, they've got so much depth through there. And, uh, you know, we spoke about it last week. You know, when you've got a really good side mm. with so much depth that Richmond have at the moment, everybody wants to perform. Like, you see Higgins come in, you know, a couple of weeks ago and dominate. You know, pe- you know the reality is if he doesn't perform, there's all <laughs> these people at lower level that are going to come in. So there's yeah. real pressure to perform. Absolutely. And if they're going to do it, maybe... To uh, give Bernie Vince on that tag to begin with. Yeah, that's it. He's been able to shut some players down. Whether he can run with those guys in Richmond's midfield, who knows? Look, I'm I'm never been a fan of the hard tag, even though um, I, I was told to do it many a times in my junior days. I think you take the the skill or the um, the added benefit of that player out of the game, which can be detrimental. It's almost like you've just got one player and you're not backing your system as much mm. so look time will tell but look I'd rather they don't do it yeah um, I think if, if look if Melbourne turn up they are capable of not necessarily causing an upset 
but I think being, you know, very, very close to, to maybe, you know, taking this right down to the wire. But it seems that the there isn't a premiership hangover with with the Tigers this no. year. It's not looking like that at all. No, looking um, Got to tip Richmond. Yeah. So, so question for you. Yeah. So uh, unless you want to go a bit more into no, the no, midfield, please. I think the midfield is it's like every game, most games, it's usually one or last well, there. We need to talk about it because of the Jones things last yeah, week. Absolutely. Sorry. Oh me. no, just um, got. Both pretty dynamic forward lines, mm. um, unconventional forward lines, just with the one key modern target. Modern forward lines. Yeah, really yeah. modern forward lines. And they're probably the two archetype teams, and obviously Richmond um, showcased it spectacularly last year. But now with Hogan back at Melbourne, um, and starting to get some form, and then around him he's got some really classy, fast guys. Do you see this as potentially a shootout tomorrow? Yeah, it could be. I mean, it, especially if they if they play the way I think the two teams are going to approach it. I don't think the coaches are going to like it, but I think it could turn into that, especially in the second, late, sort of halfway through yep. the first quarter and then really, you know, kind of continue. Um, and then, you know, maybe fatigue sets in the third and it starts to slow down. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that's to happen at all. Um, I mean, I think... Richmond's defence has been, aside from that Adelaide game, pretty solid. So you're just checking the weather. Yeah, checking the weather. Give me me an update. So it's going to be overcast and 26. So you would think it's going to be perfect Perfect. for a a high-scoring game under the lights at the G. It sounds like it's going to be 90,000 as well. So, yeah, look, I think going through the different pillars, I think, you know, Jesse Hogan's obviously going to have to have a big day out. Um, You know, I think if there's going to have to be help, there's going to have to be some peel-offs from the, you know, the Melbourne mids to assist the forwards and the backs at times. They've got some guys with some great engines like Petrarca at um, at Melbourne. So anyway, let's let's pivot a little bit over to Richmond. So look, I mean, you know, you expect them to win this game. Um, Are they due a drop? Is really the question. I mean, the whole. Well, I mean, the whole thing with this season. So I don't, I, I don't disagree. But the whole thing with this season so far is teams seem to be winning a couple in a row, and then a dip, and then a bit, and then a dip, and then a you know two or three, yeah, and then the, a dip. I honestly so, think they had their dip for about a quarter against Hawthorne and Adelaide, and that, yeah, and that, and that's that's it. That's it for the season. I can't see them switching the switching off and tip maybe towards the end of the I mean, year. I have another dip. 14, round 14, 15 or something, a little bit after the buy. The, the notorious bit. buy oh, dip. Oh, the buy dip, but, yeah, that's, yeah. But that's every team, so I almost take that. I think if they're, if they're anywhere where I think they're going to be, they potentially might drop a game later in the year. Um, and if some of these interstate teams continue to be powerhouses throughout the year, they might drop a game interstate. I just, I just think they're the most complete team. Um, they don't rely on one or two players to get the job done week in, week out. Those mm. players just do it, but they've got just got class. Everyone just plays a role. They are a well-drilled machine, and everyone plays their part, and I think that's the difference between them and every other team in the competition at the moment. Um, and we'll talk about that, yeah, in, in one of the up, later episodes when we talk about the re- next round. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, look, they're just class. Yeah, and there's real consistency across the board. And yeah, look, you've got to tip Richmond through this. All the but, egos um, are thrown out the window. Mm. They really have. So just we're going to start doing this as well. So just to kind of go over recent encounters too. So Richmond have won four out of the last five. So given how even this season is, I want to start you know, just, just throwing it out there what the recent encounters have been because I'm 
I'm noticing a couple of patterns here. You know, we saw Geelong beat Port Adelaide. You know, it's 14 out of 15 times now they've beaten Port Adelaide. Like, they are just dominating that club. So there's a couple of these head-to-heads that I think... There's a few records that are starting to blow out and getting towards that, you know, north over Melbourne type record. So I think there's a couple especially Mm. that are worth mentioning. So that's interesting. And only at the G... So the only time Melbourne have um, have been Richmond was in round five, 2016. So it was only about 30, 35 points. So yeah, but um, yeah, look, yeah. I think look, we, I think we, yeah, look, I think we're we're both going for Richmond. Um, oh, absolutely, and I think mm. by probably eighteen points, three, four goals. I think if Vlosten and Caddy were in as well, I, I think it you definitely you would think an almost definite thirty point win. But I think with them out. Um, Vlosten hurts a little bit and Caddy adds, you know, some really nice run and, and some good scoreboard pressure as well. So, but for me, yeah, I think that's going to go Richmond. Yeah, so. especially with Melbourne still waiting on... Is it Tom McDonald that's still out? McDonald, yeah, concerns with him. He's had a bit when of he comes Blue. Back, um, when he comes back, I think that'll free Lever up to play a more free-flowing well, let's game. Let's talk briefly about Lever, and I want to discuss this at one point um, through one of these episodes. For me, I think Charlie Cameron's been the recruit of the year. What are you... It's funny because we were going to talk about that. I know Cameron had another good game. We were going to talk about that last week, but we just ran out of time. What do you think about Lever? Is this... Is, I mean, they, they're going to keep playing and they're paying him a lot of money. Oh, They'll of play him for another three or four... You know, oh. He'd have to be horrendous for three or four weeks. Uh, I said it in our um, pre, pre-season review that I was concerned with him fitting into this Melbourne team because... Yeah. You, that, were, you were on it early. Yeah, yeah well, it's... And it's not that I don't think he's a skillful player or I don't think he's going to be an elite backman. I just thought, hang on, he's gone from an elite back line to a young back line that's yeah. expecting the no world. Talent. Yeah, without the world. Expecting so the world. Underrated. Yeah, so look, it will time time to adjust. He, he, you can see he's getting there and he's slowly understanding the, the game plan of Melbourne, which is very different to the, the Adelaide team, Yeah, uh, which was a lockdown slingshot out of the backfield. Um, big Melbourne's, forward style. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. they did. They had a big, powerful forward line. It's a, yeah. li- it's a lot more sort of thought-out uh, process in the Melbourne defence and the way that they structure their game Different plan. structures, yeah. Yeah, but look, no, he's look, he's he's classy player and it will, look, second half of this year, uh, it will be well justified that they threw a whole lot of cash at him to get him over because he'll be there for a long time in a team that should be successful for the next few years. Yeah, look, I think yeah, look, I think he's 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 going to be good, but yeah, he he's been you know struggling quite early, so um, so it'll be interesting but, to see um, how he because this is that type of forward structure that Richmond have that could free him up because he won't be on a big key forward. I think they'll put someone else on Jack just to see if he yeah. can get some freedom. Well, That's we'll true. Be well, interesting game. Be interesting to see how both coaches go about. Yeah, it's going to be st- tactically. It'll be quite an interesting game. Uh, so matchups you're looking forward to. Is there anything kind of specific? I mean, I'm looking for the ruck combination. I think is going to be yeah, going to be great. Mate, I, think, I think I'm going to say it almost every game. It's, it's the rucks. Well, the era right now, the rucks. I mean, you know, because we, it is just one on one rucks. There's no yeah. um, third man up, no third man stuff, up, and yeah. they're just used to it and but, stuff like that. But and also the two forward lines. I, I, if I could, see, I'd love to see Hogan, Hogan and Jack both Jack get five, five or six, six or something. Yeah, yeah, I reckon that'd be great, yeah. especially if the forecast stays. They're good for football. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, for, yeah, to answer your question, I'm just looking no, forward no. to a an attacking game rather than a defensive well, game. Well, you'd imagine, I mean, you'd imagine it's going to be. I mean, that, to me, I still think the best quarter I've seen this year, I think the best half I've seen was nearly north over Hawthorne, just, just gone. But in terms of quarter, I mean, the Melbourne-Geelong first quarter, 
yeah. was unbelievable. I mean, that what was that like forty-two to thirty-eight yeah, or something, something ridiculous? Like that was, like, that was unbelievable the whole way. So yeah, look, I'm, I'm I'm massively looking forward to that. So let's. I mean, yeah, we could really kind of keep going, but I think look, we're both we're both going for Richmond. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just think with the outs they've got, if Viney was in, I think makes a bit of a difference. Maybe you'd start to swing and. It's probably been enough upsets this round so far as well. I was just about to say there's been a truckload of upsets, so maybe we're going to see more. But I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be a bit too tough. And Richmond, you know, so as another example, Richmond have won 14 of the last 15 at the G. Yeah. So they they basically they just it. don't lose at the G. So. They love it. Let's pass on to the traditional right. Anzac So the big classic. game of the round, yep. Big game of the round. Pies v. Dons. Pies and Dons. So uh, that will start at... Um, it's got to be a 3.20. Does it not start at... Is it not a 2 o'clock start? Yeah, okay. There you go. I thought that was... I thought it was generally an earlier start. So yeah. we've got the Pies versus Essendon on Wednesday on the actual so Anzac Day. 23 years now. Yeah. Apparently 95. Famous draw. Could we get another one? Well, I mean, shaping up that way. This it's been such an incredible round already, and, and the reality is these two teams coming in both with a win on last week really pips this as Absolutely. match of the round. Yeah, um, it's got everything in them. I mean, there's already been some incredible games so far, but this looks like it could be astounding. I don't know why. I, I, like, if you look at it on paper, okay. Well, I'll ask you the question on paper in terms of talent. Who's got a better side? Essendon. Essendon, yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win, though? I'm going for the Pies for one reason. So am I. I don't going, know no, I'm, going, I'm going for two reasons, actually. One, so I can stick it up with Essendon, mate. Because <laughs> he's got into me about being Hawthorne supported this week. So I'd love to rev him up. Good gosh. Yeah, I know. That's a little bit of banter. But, um, I don't know. There was something about Collingwood's game last week. It was that, very convincing. That just said, hang on, have have we jumped the gun about their depth and their actual spread of midfielders and a bit like North? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll think about it, and but my gut says I'm going to go Collingwood. Yeah, Collingwood, especially to me, especially given it, with such a long round. So they beat Adelaide at home. I know Adelaide were down, and I know what happened on that night. Yeah, but Adelaide just went over to the SCG. And beat Sydney at home. That that's a must mean that they've beaten a pretty, pretty decent side. Yeah, and, and they made them look like rubbish. Now I know they played out of their skin, and Stevens is not going to kick well, five that's... every week, and all that sort of stuff. But simultaneously, though, that was pretty impressive. And mind you, Essendon also beat, beat Port. Port. So exactly, Cullen, and yeah. that's my next point. And that's yeah. So, go, on, go on with your point. No, no, yeah. I was just going to say they they both were really convincing in, mm. in two of their well in both of their wins. It's it's a really hard tip. I don't I, I just think I think Buckley's been coaching very well this year. Yeah. I wonder whether his and and Harvey and the rest of his team's tactics are going to outplay Essendon. I don't know. There's a lot of criticism that comes on Wusher sometimes that he has an older style of game plan and um, you know, he plays a bit of an old-fashioned sort of style. I don't know whether that's necessarily the case. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I've watched a lot of his games. But at the same time, I'm really buying into the gun off Buckley's head with the contract and everything and him free coaching now. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I've been really surprised with Collingwood, generally speaking, this year. 
I don't know. I mean, the, I... the one thing for me that might tip my tip Essendon in favour is obviously they they Hooker and Hurley back, so they've got two of the best defenders going around. Yeah. So they'll they will make make life very very challenging for for the Pies to score. At the other end, um, we've talked about him. At some point this season, Joey Danaher is going gonna to kick a blinder, blinder yeah. and he did it this time last year. So um, there's not, not there's no key defender. Oh, I mean, how Jeremy Howe could go with him, I guess. But after that, um, I think um, I think Lyndon Dunn's possibly oh, going to go to yeah. him as well. He'll he'll play off him at some stage during the game. Yeah. So we forgot to read the ins and outs, sorry. So Collingwood go, if you haven't seen them, Collingwood go unchanged. Um, and then Jackson Merritt is coming in for Essendon. And then strongly rumoured and five or six, seven days out now, it's been pretty clear that Arazio Fantasia is not going to play. play. So, so, Merritt so in, like for like, that's a, that's a pretty... Uh, I don't, that's not a, a massive deal. Not like no. the last game where we can kind of go into it a bit more. There's not much to talk about there. Yeah, um, yeah so, look, it's, it's, it's all... I mean, it, we've... Everyone talks about it doesn't matter where these two teams sit on the ladder when this game comes around. It's they just get up for it. It's a, it's more than just. It's going to be a good game. Surely, I mean, yeah. you'd be shocked if it's not. And again, pretty good conditions at the moment. Overcast and nineteen, so the the players will love playing in those cooler conditions, especially if there's no rain and no breeze. Well, what's what have you checked the weather? Yeah, it, it looks, looks good. Yeah, it looks yeah. So okay. overcast and nineteen, so Pre- that's, well, that's perfect, perfect really so. for football. Yeah, so it sounds like it's going to be a sellout as well. So the, the Essendon um, yeah. tweeted through their membership account and, and Collingwood as well. So it both sounds are, like it's going to be ninety eight, ninety nine. So they've both got yeah. over seventy thousand members again. And when the G gets fantastic. redone, they'll start getting over the hundred numbers as well, which will be yeah. Great. So yeah, look again. Um, well, let's break it down. So let's look at Collingwood. Yep. Um, so through the middle, I mean, Trelaw's been excellent. I was super impressed with Collingwood's midfield last week, um, being able to peel off and, and then also would defence and forward. You know, they were incredible last week um, against Adelaide with that, you know, just amazing ability to kind of, you know, go in there and, and score. And it's such, as we spoke well, about, yeah. incredible scoring from that midfield. Absolutely. I think all of a sudden their quickness is not from their speed. speed. Yeah. It's not from their foot speed up. It's from their precision. They're really clean yeah. by foot and by hand. They and just... diversity too. They, they, you know, they'll, they'll do... 10 to 15 minute passages of just handballs and and the other teams just get caught low kicking um, I, I actually really like the way they're drilled actually yeah and you made that point like Buckley has been coaching extremely I, well and if you don't hear anyone talking like, about it I, every, every game pretty much from Collingwood this week I've been especially well certainly from last week he's been really impressive yeah yeah, and they and they've and all the players finally have just clicked. They've just gone, oh, this is the game plan. We yeah. get it. It's like they get it exactly. They get yeah. it, and and that's what makes them uh, good viewing as much and as potent as well. Very potent, and obviously they've got the the form ruckman in the comp at the moment with with Grundy. He's just doing what he needs to do in the ruck division, but he's also Bell so Chambers agile. has been a bit down as well. Yeah, it's a big big um, contest for Bell Chambers. We all know what he's capable of, mm. um, and he can definitely. Eddie's has got the best. engine that Grundy's got, which is not quite. No, not quite. But he is mobile. He's not your Sandy Lands type ruck. He, no, he's I agree. a bit more agile, and and he reads the play well, and he's very good at the stoppages. And that's where those um, boundary throw-ins. Mm. I think that's where a lot of um, Essendon's uh, forward runs can come from, is because he's very good at those stoppages, or has been in the past. 
So Darcy Moore was a chance to come in, but in the end they've decided um, they just don't want to risk him. Um, so he'll come back in again when they come in next week against Richmond, which is a massive game of the G. I would imagine he's back in next week. Um, look, in terms of the forwards, I mean, again, sim- I don't want to repeat myself, but I'm going to have to to a degree because there's been no changes. Mm. Similar issue to Adelaide. Um, you know, the, the mids are going to have to, again, peel off, you know, your Trelaws and your Aishas and Hoskin Elliotts and all those sorts are going to have to contribute to the scoreboard really, really heavily. And they look like um, they're capable of doing that against any team. They, they so. were, well, they were fantastic mm. against a pretty decent midfield still, yeah. I, I think. Again, I know Adelaide are down without... Um, you know, you know, Sloan didn't play through a lot of that game and the crouches and whatever. But you know, they, they've still got some pretty decent players there. Team, it's not yeah. like it's a dirt team. So, and then the back line. I mean, look, you know, Lyndon Dunn's really going to have to step up. He's been pro- one of the more underrated games. I've nearly given him the heat check a couple of times this yeah, year. Absolutely. He's been actually really, really, really good. good. A super underrated player. Obviously, much maligned at Melbourne through quite a terrible period through that club. Yeah. But I actually have been super impressed with him. He was excellent last yep. week against Adelaide. No one talked about him. And then yet he did some fantastic stuff off the ball. Well, so. I mean, he does. I mean, all, all the sort of um, eyes are on Jeremy Howe. Because yeah. he's the only big name back at that team at the moment. But they've just gone about their business really. So, and, and yeah, um, Dunn's very, 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 very handy. He's a bit like... Uh, what Astabury was for Richmond up until last year. Like, yeah. He's just been around. Well, Grig as well. You know, Grigg. he's been around for a while, just, just sort of just you know, do doing thing. his thing. Yeah. You don't just hear anything about him. Do play a shutdown role. Well, and... the, my favourite one of that is in the whole league, and I, I said to the Swans, you know, big congrats to your man, because that was, you know, amazing effort is Heath Grundy. Mm. <laughs> Literally no one talks about him. Played 250 games. Yeah. Like, he's an animal. Like, he's... that guy has been so good. So, But, yeah, look, uh, the big thing is, though, you know, right now, you know, you look at the, the, the back line of Collingwood, where we expect them to be, you know, Murray, Maynard and Dunn. Yes, they've been good, but I think there's a lot of weight on Dunn at the moment. Yeah. Um, he's going to have to have another pretty solid game to, to really hold um, a lot of the, you know, dangerous players, like, you know, your Tippett Woodies and a lot of these sort of players yeah. that, that just can absolutely light it up. So... Let's yeah. pivot to Essendon as Essendon. well, as we've gone through the three elements of Collingwood. Um, so, I mean, look, with Essendon, well, as we said, on paper, they, they should win this game. But, uh, you know, they, well, in terms of talent right now, probably, mm. especially with Collingwood having such an enormous amount of outs, you know, if your Elliots and all these sort of players were in for, for Collingwood, it might be a bit of a different story. But, um, you know, right now, the big thing for Essendon, I mean... Look, you know, up forward, they've got some really, really solid players, but, you know, there's, there's been back. some... And down back too. But, I mean, up forward, you know, there's 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 a few, you know, players that have been a bit down. Obviously, Joey Danaher is the, the real sort of specific one. I don't want to highlight him too much, but it's a bit hard to not. Um, but, but, look, you know... Well, well Stuart, well, Stuart's been just... For Impressive, me, he's been surprise yeah. packed. He's like, a big fella, isn't he? he? He's very big, he's and he's just unit. stepping in while uh, Joey's having a bit of a down period. Which is um, great to see. They're stepping up t- for him. his two or three goals, and yeah, look, and then obviously Jakey Stringer back in his uh, more familiar role last week in the in the forward line. And that'll be fascinating. So this is his first, and that's a good point you bring up. So this is going to be his first Anzac Day. He was very good on grand final. I mean, he seems to play well in bigger games. So it'll be interesting to see how he Does rises like... to the occasion. Because he was pretty good through that dog campaign. Yeah, absolutely he was. And um, uh, the, the, the um, other player that came in, um, over the uh, the preseason start, he has just slotted into that 
back line just seamlessly Essendon he's he just gives them a lot of run and dash and class coming out of uh, out of there and I think once uh, Hooker and, and Hurley have a bit more time with him I think they're going to be a very good uh, three pronged um, slingshot out of defence for That's the rest it. of the year so. yeah Merritt was better last week. I'm looking forward to something. I'm looking forward to. Uh, hopefully, we see um, you know Trelaw on Merritt. That would be really good. To you're really happy. Quality young players that can run. That yeah. would that would be great to you're see. Really that's happy. my that's my watch. I reckon that's going to be really. I think same for me. It's really happy that it wasn't um, his poor form relating to no, concussion. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. It was just poor form. Which yeah. but he looks like he's, he's improved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Heppel, you know, obviously he was much better yep. last week, so I'm, I'm super excited to see him play on the big stage. Um, you know, he really, really knows, um, you know, how to handle a big game, generally speaking. So that that's going to be great yeah. to see. And they've got McGrath lining up on the wing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually goes half back. Um, yeah, from a with lot his of speed, game. with his speed, reads to play well. I, I mentioned it to slingshot it out of there because what what he reminds Col- me so of a gonna... Hodge, but with. That can run. The speed, yeah. yeah. So Collingwood are going to try to peel off their mids into the forward line and try to attack. So they're going to go on that for the offensive. I wonder yep. whether the, the Essendon people... So let's let's talk game plan specifically. You know, I, I wonder whether, as you say, whether a McGrath or somebody like that can... Well, Goddard, they've been using... They used to use him to do it, but he's slowing mm. down. So I wonder whether they do use a McGrath, as you say, to assist in, in that defence to, to, to try to sort of, you know, encourage that, that, that rebound... Out of um, out of the uh, the forward fifty, so be, yeah, that'll be really. If they interesting do that, so. it'll be interested to see if Wusher does throw caution to the wind and then sort of um, do something a bit out of the the box and put Goddard forward. We know he can take a mark and we know he can kick a goal, and he would love. I it would on a play big him stage. half forward almost if I'm if I'm if I'm Wusher. Oh, I nearly play him half forward. Him, and, him Stringer, Stewart, and Danaher. I mean, Do- Joey Danaher obviously is probably going to spend a bit of time in the ruck. If Grundy is owning Bell Chambers, yeah. that, that may absolutely happen. Yeah. But it, it, it's hard because you don't want to get him injured in but the I, ruck either because Grundy's a, still a ruthless competitor. Yeah, I think Essendon will continue to try and run the wings. Yeah, And I'd see Collingwood just trying to go through the guts and, and take the game on. That's, oh. that's my... That's how I feel. The I think they're going to use. Out. They'll use the corridor and they'll go out wide. But I think you know Collingwood used the corridor really well against Adelaide a number mm. of times. So that that's going to be fascinating to see. I um I want to talk a little bit about Sard as well. So just just pivoting into Essendon's backline. Yeah. Hurley, you know, we we both sort of really frothed over him last week, and he was very good. Sard, you know, he made a couple of errors early on in the season, but I tell you what, he's been pretty consistent. He's been, yeah. well, uh, for me, Sard and um, Charlie Cameron, Cameron yeah. have been the two best recruits. Yeah. Absolutely. We um we haven't had a chance, and there's been such a massive um round to kind of do a a sub episode kind of you know breaking down the recruits but yeah that that those two i think we both unanimously agree are have been excellent hartley's been 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 not too bad as well hookers finally they that you know i think they learned from last week he's def surely going to go back to defense and, and stay, stay there. there yeah <laughs> bagley as well so but no, look it's going to be a massive game it'll be fascinating to see how they do it um i mean you know Essendon last week did a did a, a quality job um you know 
really sort of tearing open Port Adelaide. They used Eddie Ed Stadium really well. They used the length of Eddie had really well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether they can adapt some of those skills onto the G. Obviously a different ground, but it'll be interesting to see whether they can use any of those skills. They did they did quite well against Port. Yeah, just so, look just going back to the no, team on paper, it's I'm, I'm it's, actually, a great, it's a great list, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to change my mind. I'm actually, oh, wow, he's yeah, flipped. <laughs> I'm flipping. I'm flipping before the, the Well, that'll be interesting. Out. Why don't I go for Collingwood and you go for Essendon? Yeah, How's that just, sound? I look at it and go, mate, they've got an all-Australian on every line. Well, they do, but, yeah. I mean, it's, but, it's the ageing concerns, but then, you know, the, 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 the big thing for me with Essendon is it's, it's... And it's almost a little bit like Fremantle. It's not the same yet, and we'll get into that in the other episode, but for me... You know, the, the bit of a concern with, with with Essendon is there's these, you know, recruits that have come in, there's some of those mature players, and then there's the youth and your McGraths and, and you know, people like that. And, and when, when and if they can bring synergy between the different sort of age groups will be really, really interesting. Because so, Essendon really have sort of two or three different tiers of aged players. So Yeah, I think it's uh, just looking at the interchange. Zarakis, Parrish, Myers... Gulfy. Now, there's only one player on there that probably wouldn't be a starter in yeah. any other team. So, I think that just shows you the depth. Gulfy. Of... That's a. It sounded like you said Kulfi, which is a Indian ice cream. Oh, no? it could be that delicious as delicious. Uh, so, uh, Bruce Bruce would say. I um no. Look, uh, it's going to be a fantastic game. I, I I don't know why, but I'm giving the well, no, not why. They they they've, they, proven they've been to be good. A good side, and, yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Look, I, I've got to start believing a bit in Collingwood. And um, now look, I'm super excited for this game. But look, I'll, yeah, I'll stick I'll stick with Collingwood. But at the same time, yeah, I'm look. I I I actually think that Port, the other thing too is I actually think that Port Adelaide game was a bit uh, more physical than people gave it credit. So I wonder whether Essendon might be slightly sore from that. I understand Collingwood um, travelled, but they had extra day break. Right, yeah. So the, Look, I think that might even... Been another classic. Well, really that's does, and really close. I think it'll be really two goals in it either way. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Essendon. Okay, no, no, that's yet. fair enough. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Uh, a short sort of 40-minute grab into the two Anzac games, and uh, there'll be more episodes up tomorrow. Yeah, Thank you. we'll be back soon for the review yeah and the, then we'll do a preview around six so I'll put this up now for Monday and um, then you'll get one Tuesday and then Wednesday podcast yes. podcast 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 fiesta fiesta see ya see ya bye bye